Welcome to the Blue Cord Podcast. This is a place where everyday Christian women like you get inspired to be authentic witnesses in your daily life so that people who don't know Jesus come to know Him and make Him known. Hey, Blue Cord friend, welcome back. This is the last episode of season four, and this summer, I'll be taking a break and sharing some favorite episodes from prior seasons. And then in the fall, we'll kick off season five with some powerful episodes that will help you know God more deeply and make him known, especially across cultures. So right now, we'll unpack how your prayer life impacts how you share your faith. And to do that, I've invited my friend Murray to join me. Murray, welcome. Thank you, Karen. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So, friend, let me tell you a little bit about Murray. We worked together years ago doing an I Hope Gospel-Centered English Language Camp for many Muslim refugees who were streaming through the area in the Middle East. And we reconnected on our recent trip back to the Middle East. And Murray is shining the light of Jesus right in the thick of the spiritual battle And she spends her days helping Muslim women and new believers from many different faith backgrounds to know God and to make him known. And I cannot wait to hear what she has to share with us about prayer. But first, Murray, I would love for you to start by sharing your own coming to Jesus story. I'm glad to share about this testimony because it's the most important testimony that I have experience in my life. So in 2015, I had a friend, Nancy. Nancy knew the Lord here in Beirut, and she started visiting the church. She started going to church. She started knowing about Jesus and filled with the love of the Lord. And she started telling me about this love. Actually, I was back then depressed, gave up on everything, and I was about to give up on my life. I was just saying, Lord, I have no other way. I have no way to salvation or no way to live and continue in this life without something to happen or you to put your hand over my life or rescue me. And I was just laying down at home and I was praying this prayer. And all of a sudden, at the same moment, I remember Nancy sending me a photo of Jesus opening his heart to someone and rescuing them and taking them up like from thrilling in the water. I was just overwhelmed at that moment. I felt like the Lord is hearing me again. It has been a while for me back then that I didn't feel that I'm connected to God and he is listening to me or he is hearing my prayers. So After many bad choices and after a hard time with depression and suffering and uh, being someone introvert, I'm not able to communicate with people. Sometimes people around me love me, but they're not able to communicate well with me. This was um, a big issue back then. So I felt like the Lord is really close and starts hearing me. And 
After that moment, intensity started sharing about the love of God with me. I heard about many things here, cultural things or the evangelical church. I had many rumors or bad reputation about this. And of course, Satan would love to do this because he wants us to be deceived and not know the truth. And I would love to mention that it's not about the church or the building and not the evangelical church. I'm not mentioning this. I'm just mentioning any place or any church or any community that is under the name of Jesus and is teaching the truth. I believe that the enemy doesn't want this place to be known and for people to come here. So I was just rejecting the message, believing that this is a lie or this is um based on the rumors that I heard, based on what I heard from the culture and the surrounding, like the siblings. And all of a sudden, one day Nancy told me, I want you to meet someone. Uh, okay, she surrendered and she, I think she was praying for me. So she said, I wanted to meet someone. She's a mentor at our church. So she said, I wanted to meet this girl. And I was like, okay, one day I'll meet her. And one day she took an appointment without telling me about this. <laughs> and yeah, and I went there and all of a sudden walking into this place, I felt the peace of God falling on me and in me like a river, mm. water, like water. Yeah, just going inside and it has been nine months or something like that for me not being able to sleep because uh, I was bitter I could not forgive I was just asking the Lord about justice and where is his justice and how he could allow all of this in my life and I had many diseases and severe pain in my body mm. so as I walked in this place I experienced that all the storm going around and inside mm. has been called. As if the Lord said, be still, let there be calmness and stillness. And as I, I met this lady, I thank God for her. Of course, it's not her, it's the Holy Spirit and God who used her. And I thank God for her. She started talking to me as if she knew me for my whole life. Mm. She started talking to me and I started weeping. And at the end, she said, Mirai, would you love to pray with me? I was like, yes, sure. And I surrendered my life to Jesus. And the week after that day, church used to do it that is called Encounter with Jesus. Mm. It's all about just people who never knew the Lord or never met the Lord or they are seeking or searching, just meeting the Lord there. And the servants just come fasting and praying for one week for those people, for these people and come to worship and to teach about the cross, about the salvation, about the prodigal son, about how you find life, where is life, where is the truth, who is the truth. Mm. And I cannot describe these three days, actually, Karen. Mm. I cannot tell you everything. It's overwhelming. I can say that it turned my life upside down. Mm -hmm. It was a turning point. And Mirai who came to this place is not the same Mirai who came out of this place. It's not about the place. It's not about people, although God used them. And I thank God for these people. It's about, I think, me surrendering to the Lord, 
yeah. opening my heart and meeting his love, receiving his love and encountering him like never before. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It so encourages me. And then fast forward, when you mm-hmm. and I first met, you had mm-hmm. just started teaching English as a second language mm-hmm. with an organization to refugees from many nations. And I know back then you were wrestling with these feelings of inadequacy. And I think we all experience that when we step out in faith and do something new and begin to engage the nations all around us and start to shine our light for Jesus. And so I am so curious, how did God meet you where you were at right then and grow your faith as you also grew and ministering with the many women all around you. Yeah, as I knew the Lord back then, I just started surrendering. I think the key is surrendering, Karen. I think as we, like, all these things that we do are pretty amazing. Knowing the Lord, praying, or just reading the Bible, honoring the Word of God. This is amazing, but the key or the core of all of this, I believe it's surrendering. I remember times and times, hours and hours, I used to spend in the presence of God. I remember one time one lady was working, was serving at the same organization. And before and after starting the class, I used to spend a lot of time with the Lord mm-hmm. and reading the Word and praying and just laying my life at His feet. And she was surprised. One time she said, you know, were you down at the class for this amount of hours? Were you still down praying and spending time with the Lord? She was surprised. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. And I think she couldn't understand. Like, what were you doing? Okay. We know prayer is that I just pray what I have in mind or a list that I have or something I want from the Lord or just putting my worries and what is going on in my mind and just coming out. But what was significant for me is that I had this heart that is breaking before the Lord for a long time, not for one day or two days, not for one hour. I just was asking His will. I was asking for His plan for my life. I recognized and acknowledged that my plan would not work. My plan and my parents' plan, maybe everyone's plan around me, didn't work. It failed. And I want his plan. I want his heart. I want his vision. I want to see myself. I want to see him. I want to see everyone around me through his eyes. So I believe asking the Lord to show his heart and experience his heart towards people is the most important thing as we seek to serve Him or to minister other people because without this, it's going to be just a good thing, but it's going to be just a service or just a class or just like any other thing. But the significant thing or the difference or the light that shines out of this place or out of this service where people see God's heart in us and through us. Let's take a quick break for me to share some big news. If you've been loving this Blue Cord podcast, 
then I think you're going to love our Blue Cord Women's Conference coming on September 29th and 30th in Dallas, Texas in 2023. Now that's the last weekend in September, so mark your calendar now so that you can make plans to join us and maybe even come with a carload of friends. More details will be coming soon, and we're going to be needing volunteers to help with that. So if that's something you'd be interested in, just drop me an email to karen, K-A-R-E-N, at ihopeministries.org. Thanks so much. Now back to the program. As you were sharing that, a couple things stood out to me. Number one, I wrote down this word, surrender. Mm -hmm. And as you were sharing, I was thinking about the story of Mary and Martha, Martha was doing good things, and Mary was doing the significant thing by sitting at Jesus' feet. And that sounds like that's where the Lord began to guide you and teach you and meet you and grow you. And so now, fast forward again, here you live in this large city in the Middle East where women from many nations are flowing through it. It's a big intersection point. And you are sharing Jesus with and discipling Muslim women, refugees. And I'll never forget this recent picture I had of you in my mind after a service. Among many of those women, they just flocked to you for prayer. It made my heart smile so big because I remember Mm -hmm. where you were when you first started ESL and you were a little tentative on that. And now here you are, this bold, courageous woman and all these women are flocking to you about prayer. And I want you to talk with us about prayer and how it guides you as you share your faith in that dark city Mm -hmm. and how you disciple women in that process. Glory to God. So prayer is a lifestyle. It's ministering people and serving people, I believe. It's something that comes out of our heart. It's not something that someone calls us to do or a job that we, we do or work from that time to that time, it's a hard, it's a hard to say this for me. As I was seeking the Lord's heart and the Lord's desire for nations, I just remembered Psalm 2, when the Lord says, I give you the nation. If you fear the Lord, if you obey his commandments, I will give you the nations. And uh, behind this promise, there is something that we should do. We should seek the Lord. We should Ask him about the nations, pray for them, and ask him to reveal his heart for these people. I believe sometimes we go into the service, we have a good intentions, Karen. We want to serve people, we want to love them, we want to show kindness and yeah. gentleness and God's face without laying at this place at his heart. And, and from there, where the prayer, the incense and fire comes, it doesn't go the way it should go. So I believe from the presence of God, where we lay down our life, we surrender, we ask him to be revealed and to show himself and not to show up as a person, not to formulate to show up, for Jesus to show up at this place. And we pray for them, we see their needs, we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, I remember at the service where we were in Beirut as we were serving with the Renault and you, I just saw the lady that was worshiping, was serving at that evening. Yeah. I felt God's love for her. I felt God's heart for her. Mm. And 
I just felt the Holy Spirit guiding me to say something to her and praying for her and blessing her. Mm. So I believe God's heart through prayer is blessing people, seeing their needs. I believe that what Jesus was doing all the time on earth. He was seeing the need and fulfilling the need. He was seeing people who were sick and he was healing them. He was seeing people that are um, demon-possessed and he was freeing them from every stronghold. Mm. He was seeing the need and as he was led by the Father and by the Spirit, he was doing what the Father wants from him. So I think surrendering to God, asking for his will for our lives and for the nation because we have a role. We have an important role on this earth. I always say God loves me so much and God loves you so much. So if God is still keeping us on this earth, it means that there is something important that we're going to do or he's going to do through us or else he will take us home because he loves us and he misses us as much as and more than we love him and we miss him. And we would love to be in his presence. So he wants us in his presence. But until then, we have an important role. But start at the moment that you know this truth that God loves you and God wants to use you. I don't the word use you, but I, I wouldn't use it anyway. Like he wants to give you an important role. He wants to give you who he wants. We want to make you light and salt in this community. And all the things that you have went through, like past experiences, the hardships, everything you've been through, he wants to use it for his goodness, for a good testimony and to bless others. So as we see also, it's challenging, I believe, Karen, and I think you agree with me. It's very challenging for women sometimes to bless other women and the competition mindset or she's worser than me, she's taller than me, she's blessed maybe financially, she's not doing as much I'm doing, just comparing, she's married, maybe I'm single. And this is something that the culture has taught us, but when we surrender and when we see people through God, I think we will surely have the heart to pray for them, to intercess, to lift them before the throne and to put them before us because this is what Jesus would do. He would put them before him. He would put their need before his need. He would love them more than himself. I believe what we tend to do most of the times. We love ourselves. We care about ourselves. We care about our needs. But who cares about these nations? Yeah. that the Lord wants to save. Amen. Oh my gosh, you had so many good takeaways there. I could hardly keep up writing them all down. And such good words, just starting with surrender, starting with surrendering. I think that's the foundation and then seeking God and asking him. Moray, how are you seeing God working among women of other faiths right now? Give us a wider global perspective. Help us pull back the curtain and see how God is working around the world. Thank you, Karen, for asking this question. Actually, in the last 10 years, we've been seeing God moving in a miraculous way in the Middle East, especially women with Muslim backgrounds. 
I think God is so excited to see his church, his bride, taking steps of faith and sharing her faith with other people, with other backgrounds. And this is what God is doing right now. The church is more bold about her faith comparing to maybe 10 years back. The church is taking some new steps and I'm glad about this and we're keeping praying about this because I think this is where God is starting to move his people toward the people that he wants to reach and toward his people that still don't know him. Like for Muslim women, been seeing at the centers, the station where I'm serving, we've been seeing a lot of broken women who were seeking help. Sometimes they don't know like from where the help is coming, just like me, just asking for help, just going through hard times with their husbands, with their families, with their parents sometimes, uh, and just being disappointed from the culture that they are coming from. Sometimes we see just the cover and what they are showing us. Sometimes they succeed in showing us that they are good where they are. And this is, I think, something that I would love to share with brothers and sisters that are listening to this podcast, because a lot of times people who come from other backgrounds, they are ashamed to show that they are in need because they want to show us that my place, my culture, my religion, like where I stand is still good. I need help, but I'm not going to surrender or just say that I'm in need. But deep inside, when you go close into them or when you sit with them or when you talk genuinely with them, you would see the needs, you would see the pain. They start to tell you about their lives and how broken they are and how they are trying to, to seek truth and they are not finding it mm. where they are in the culture. And no matter how they are trying to please God, it's not enough. How better how they are trying to pray and doing the routine that they have been taught about and it's not enough. And they want to see God as a loving God, but they are not able to mm. because they have been taught that God is someone to fear, just to fear, not to love, not to worship, mm-hmm. or to worship in such a way, not the other way. And they've never heard maybe sometimes about Jesus. Some of them they would hear, they maybe heard, had heard about him, but they don't know him. And here comes the help, here comes God's heart, here comes the servant that is willing to lay down his pride. And a lot of times, I believe, Karen, what is keeping us from going boldly and in a clear way and to serve people and to share about the truth is maybe what they would say about me. The question, how would I look maybe? Yeah. Would they persecute me or reject me or say that Mira is a bad person? Oh, you know, maybe she's starting to make us as and she are she is evangelical or taking us to this church or doing this and what is keeping us from sharing the gospel is our pride yes. or our image that we want to keep so i encourage and pray for everyone i pray that they would think about this they would pray about this they would ask lord is there anything about this point that they need to let go 
I pray it would be a starting point for them to start sharing, to start seeing people not the way they are trying to show us who they are because this is not the reality. We all know that sometimes we cover uh, what's going inside with a beautiful image or a strong image. I'm a strong woman and I don't know anyone, but deep inside it's the contrary and it's not the truth. So as we see people from other background, we don't judge them. We don't just look at what they are showing us. We just pray and seek the Holy Spirit. And that's what I used to do. And I still do because I know that I'm weak, but I know that the Lord is my strength. I know that I don't know everything about this woman that is sitting in front of me, but the Lord knows everything about her, just like the Samaritan. So just asking the Lord about what's going on in her life, if there is something that I can pray for, connect with her, show her love. I think also that showing love toward women, especially in our culture, is a significant thing also because it's not the normal. When uh, a Muslim or an Arab, Arabic woman would see another Arabic woman coming to her and serving her and loving her and believing in her and supporting her and empowering her for nothing. She has no other agenda. She would ask, why is she doing this? This is would yeah. be extraordinary for her. She would say, okay, this is not normal. I used to see people competing with me, just being jealous all the time, gossiping about me, just doing the opposite, what the enemy would love to do. But this is different. Oh, wow, this woman is different. And from there, I think she would start seeing the difference and she would start seeing Jesus in us. Amen. Marie, as we wrap up our time together today, anything else on your heart to share about prayer and maybe God's heart for the nations? I pray actually, Karen, that we would see more people laying down their lives at Jesus' feet. And I'm not just saying for the nations. I'm saying about the bride. I'm mentioning the bride of Jesus. I'm mm-hmm. mentioning people who know the Lord or who are seeking the Lord, just surrendering more and surrendering their lives to His will, to His agenda, to His vision. And I pray that the Lord use you and renowned in this vision and in this calling as you are supporting and empowering the bride of Jesus to be more bold and to share the gospel with other people from other backgrounds. I pray that the Lord gives you wisdom and always send you the right people to give you good connections and to always burn his heart in you, just implant his heart in you. And I pray that your influence would keep going wide around Mm. the world. I just encourage everyone that is listening to us to start praying about this. If this is a challenge for them, no one de- deserves to be here. Even me, I don't deserve to be here. And this was my first prayer as the Lord was started to use me. I said, Lord, I don't have any talent. I don't know how to serve you, but I have my heart. And I heard Jesus telling me, this is the only thing that I need. Mm. So if you feel like you don't deserve to be there, to serve, to share the gospel. This is who the Lord needs, who the Lord wants. It's you. It's not uh, anyone else. 
I just want to share this and I pray that it touches your heart now that this is you, who the Lord was looking for. And you just need to take some time. Maybe I pray that you take some time this week, pray about this and start taking initiatives and bold actions towards the nations that the Lord would love to reach. Oh, thank you so much, Marae. You have surely encouraged me today, and I know that you have encouraged and inspired and given our Blue Cord listener a lot to think about. And so I just want to hold some time and space to help our listener ponder what you've shared, Marae. And so just a couple big takeaways. I think one of the overriding themes in our conversation today was this thought of surrendering. Um, And you gave us some really good practical next steps, asking and seeking the Lord for His will in this, and then laying down our lives and recognizing that it all comes from Him. And when we surrender and lay down our lives, He can do beautiful things, more than we've ever asked or imagined. And so, my blue cord friend, I just want to ask you, what do you think the Holy Spirit might be prompting you to think about more, marinate over more, pray about more, or do differently? And I want to encourage you to share this episode with one of your believing friends. Share an aha moment or a big takeaway that you had. And so, I hate to say it, but that's a wrap for season four. And if you enjoyed this episode, would you just pop over wherever you listen to podcasts and rate it. Thank you so much. That will help this podcast, The Blue Cord, be more searchable for other women who are looking for content just like this. Now, this summer, we're going to take some time off to prepare for season five and for the Blue Cord Women's Conference in Dallas on September 29th and 30th. Make sure you're getting our I Hope emails to know about when season five launches And when that Blue Cord Conference registration opens, when it opens in early June, we'll have early bird registration right away. I'm already hearing from women who are saying, I'm bringing a carload from Ohio and from Tennessee and from Florida. And so wherever you are listening today, I hope that you share this and bring a carload of friends to that Blue Cord Conference. Until then, I encourage you to read the Blue Cord book and just study it with friends this summer. And if there's something that you would like to hear in season five, I'd love to hear about it right now as we plan for the fall. So just drop me an email at karen, K-A-R-E-N, at ihopeministries.org. You'll see that in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk with you again in a few months. Thanks for joining me. I'd love to know more about you and how this podcast is serving you. Make sure to sign up to get our weekly emails on the website at thebluecord.org. Then when you get an email from me, you can jot me back a note. If you're enjoying the Blue Cord podcast or the book, would you post an online review so that others know what to expect? That would mean a lot. Thanks so much. Have a great week.